This is the Business of College Sports podcast with your host, the founder of businessofcollegesports.com, Christy Dosh. Find her on Twitter and Instagram at sportsbizmiss. Welcome to the Business of College Sports podcast. I'm your host, Christy Dosh, the Sports Biz Miss. And today I am here to tell you more about the NIL Summit. This is an amazing event that's going to be held this June, the 13th to the 15th of 2022 in Atlanta, Georgia at the College Football Hall of Fame. I've got the date marked on my calendar. Absolutely cannot wait to be there to meet the student athletes and the brands and all the NIL businesses that are in attendance. I'm going to be creating tons of content for Business of College Sports for those of you who can't be there. But I wanted you to hear from the event organizer, Jason Belzer, what the NIL Summit is what that big vision is for this event that he hopes becomes essentially the South by Southwest of NIL. So I asked Jason to join me today. And along with him, we also have Kimberly Bowden, who is the executive director of the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. I'm excited to share more with you about the summit. So without further ado, here's my interview with Jason and Kimberly. Jason, Kimberly, welcome to the Business of College Sports podcast. So excited to have you here today to chat about the NIL Summit. Thank you for having us. We're excited to tell you a little bit more about what we have planned. Absolutely. All right. So Jason, you're the first person who contacted me and told me about the NIL Summit and your idea for this big event that was going to be like the South by Southwest of NIL and college athletics. Tell me a little bit about how this idea came to be and what that big vision is. Sure. Well, I've uh, been thinking about the summit conceptually for almost 20 years since I was in college as a student athlete and always wanted to have a place to be able to go with other student athletes from around the country and have a conversation about college athletics and everything that was happening in our industry. Of course, there's the NCAA convention, which has a select number of student athletes go, but there was never really our type of event. And so as I made my way through the business and NIL started becoming more and more of reality, I started having conversations with other people in the industry about creating an event that would bring together the greatest minds in college sports and make it the place to be for student athletes. An event that went beyond just the actual games and into uh, an opportunity for student athletes to have a platform to really leverage their influence and amplify their voices to do something amazing. Uh, So when I uh, partnered with Vince Thompson from Melt in Atlanta about two years ago, uh, we had a conversation and said, what better place to do this than Atlanta, kind of the mecca of college sports? And what is the heart of the mecca of college sports? Well, it's the College Football Hall of Fame. So I got an opportunity to connect with Kimberly, and we talked about doing this event and what it would mean to bring it to Atlanta, to the hall. Uh, and here we are about five months away from what we hope will end up becoming the coolest uh, event outside of an actual Final Four or college football playoff. And hopefully we'll rank amongst those types of events for the student athletes themselves to be able to attend and participate in. I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast know that I am from Atlanta. So even though I don't live there anymore, I'm really excited that this is going to be in Atlanta. I'm definitely one of those Atlanta homers who has always said that Atlanta is the capital of college football. And Mm so I think this is where this event is definitely meant to be. Kimberly, what did you think when Jason first told you about his vision for this event and how you all might fit into the plans? 
I mean, we were excited from from day one, from the moment that we heard about the opportunity. You know, our mission is to really teach, in my opinion, to teach people how to be Hall of Famers, right? We have these incredible stories and we have this mission to use these stories to help these, you know, student athletes become the best versions of themselves. And so, you know, it goes beyond just you know, a museum, but really the opportunity to be a place where we are considered thought leaders and that we are really shaping future generations. And a, a little unpaid plug, the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta is incredible. I have gone multiple times on my trips back to Atlanta to visit friends and family, and there's always a new exhibit and something new to see there. And so if you have not been yet, you should definitely go. And even if you have been, go again, because it is a little bit different every time that I go and I get to check out new pieces of college football history. And I even had someone uh, from the Hall of Fame on one of the really early episodes of Business of College Sports. I had one of your historians there talking about all the archives that you have have and all the cool stuff you have that isn't out on display every single day. And so uh, for those who haven't been, this is my unpaid plug that even if you aren't attending the NIL Summit, you should definitely make a trip to Atlanta and check out the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, you guys thank have you for that. I will take, there. I'll take shameless <laughs> plugs at any time. So thank you so much. We're pretty proud of you. So, so Jason, oh, well, I, I was going to say, I wanted to emphasize, you know, Atlanta you know, we're a, a week away from the, the Super Bowl. And if you're in work in the sports business, everybody knows that around sports, the Super Bowl is the Mecca from a business standpoint, lots of meetings, especially in the NFL. Same thing if you work in the NBA, NBA All-Star Week. But there is no such thing in college sports. Some people say the Final Four, but for the student athlete themselves, there is no week or event where they can all come together. And so we have to essentially create one Mm -hmm. And Atlanta, again, being the home of the Final Fours, the college football playoff, all of the major brands that support college sports, whether it's a Chick-fil-A or a Coca-Cola or a mm -hmm. Home Depot, plus just the ability to get student athletes from all around the country to one place, you couldn't ask for a better location. And the hall just makes so much sense because there's so much history. And to my knowledge, there's no bigger facility dedicated to the pageantry of college sports than the hall of fame so all in all it, it just made too much sense yeah okay so I, I think people's appetites are probably whetted a little bit and they want to know who gets to go to this jason how do you get into the nil summit who is it really for so first and foremost it's for the student athlete uh and essentially how the process works is that every institution in the nation, whether it's Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, um, junior college, they can nominate up to ten student athletes to attend the event, one per sport, and um, that means that if if they nominate ten student athletes, so if tomorrow University of Florida decides to nominate ten student athletes, they're in, right? And so it's essentially kind of a first come, first serve because the hall has a limited capacity of about a thousand people, we can host about 700 to 800 student athletes as well as speakers and guests. And then the second part of that is the guests and the speakers. So what our vision is, is that we are gonna have multiple tracks at this event for education. And so we're gonna have social media and influencer marketing, cryptos and NFT, um, an institutional track. We're gonna have 
conversations about building wealth, each of those educational verticals are going to be owned by one of our partners. So as an example, Meta, Facebook and Instagram, the largest social network in the world, is going to be teaching student athletes about the aspects of being an influencer, amplifying your voice, leveraging their platforms. We have Wasserman, who's one of the biggest sports agencies in the world. They're going to have their agents and professional athlete clients teaching student athletes how to be a, a successful brand partner. What does it look like to actually endorse a brand? What does that have to happen? And what is the partnership aspects of that? How do you negotiate a contract? All of those things. So kind of that second bucket are these brands that are going to be part of it. And then also we want this to be the hub for influencers. And so professional athletes, people outside of just the sports industry, whether they're social media influencers, musicians, we're inviting all of those individuals to come together with the student athletes and make an incredibly cool melting pot of ideas, learning, um, and a lot of cool different things that we have planned as part of it. Yeah, and I have to say, I've been part of something like this on a much smaller scale. A few years ago, a collegiate licensing company got together influencers from a number of different universities. They weren't student athletes. They were largely lifestyle uh, bloggers and Instagram influencers. And they got them together for a release of a new product line that CLC had. And they brought them in and gave them all these opportunities to interact with the new product, but also to learn skills. So like, I remember there was um, a station they could go to where they learned how to take better lay flats, you know, where they were taking these sweatshirts and sweaters that were from this new line. And they were learning from someone about the best way to photograph that type of product. And so there were these workshops that they had. And I was lucky enough to be there as a speaker to talk about personal branding, but I got to watch all these workshops the influencers were going through and all of the things that they were learning from these experts that have been brought in. And it was about a dozen uh, influencers, so much smaller scale than what we're talking about here. But being able to to have that in-person element and being able to, to work with experts almost one-on-one -on -one in person makes such an enormous difference versus watching a webinar online or watching, you know, a video module somebody posted somewhere. And so I, I feel like the student athletes who are going to come to this, that are going to get that in-person opportunity to interact with experts on brand building and on what works on Instagram and, you know, actually getting that from someone at Instagram and not, you know, someone who's passing it like a game of telephone is just going to be such an incredible opportunity for these student athletes, uh, you know. If I were a student athlete, I would be lobbying someone in my athletic department to nominate me. I'd be saying, hey, I heard about this and I want to go. <laughs> that's right. And I think that's the point. I mean, Chrissy, both of us are, are professors and it's nice for us to be able to teach our student athletes, but they want to hear from the real experts, right? They want to mm -hmm. hear from the actual organizations. And most importantly, they want to hear from their peers. They want to see somebody that's now a pro athlete or that's been successful that was sitting in their seat not long ago having that conversation, that's a lot more authentic. And I think that's what we're really trying to, to bring to the table. And as Kim said, the hall is about teaching people how to be champions and to have potentially, you know, hall of famers and all of these other individuals come in and have these conversations. It's special. And it goes beyond just football. It's all athletes, right? We're expecting athletes from every sport, from every, from both male and female gender. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a really, really cool opportunity. And NIL is seven months old. Who knows what it looks like in seven years? 
but we're confident that we can build an event that is going to be kind of the mecca and the heart of everything that comes of NIL in the future. Yeah, and Kimberly, something I was thinking about as I kind of prepared to talk to you guys today was, you know, you think about the Hall of Fame and you think about memorializing someone's career after it's over. And so I was curious to ask you, what kind of things have you been watching and digesting about NIL? Like, what do you feel like you and everyone who works there at the hall needs to understand about NIL and have on their radar? You know, how does this fit into what you all do? You know, and that's a great question. I think we sit in the space where um, college football players uh, and, and coaches have certain eligibility requirements. And so a player isn't eligible to um, join the Hall of Fame or to be inducted into the Hall of Fame um, until he's 10 years post his last college game. So I don't think we're going to be dealing with athletes who have been operating in the NIL space for quite a while. And so where I think the, the challenge will come at that point is understanding how to use your image and how to use your influence to support something bigger than yourself and not just about kind of your bottom line. And I think that that's part of what I think the holistic message is going to be at this summit too is, hey, listen, yes, we're here to teach you how to benefit from your name, image, and likeness, but you can also use it to benefit others as well and benefit things bigger than yourself. And that ultimately will continue to build your brand. And, and so I want to kind of highlight what Kim said. It's an interesting point is, so the first uh, day of the NIL uh, summit is the M NIL awards, right? We're hoping mm -hmm. to make the kind of the ESPYs of college sports and honor student athletes with the male and female athlete of the year, the philanthropic award for the student athlete that's gone out and used NIL to do more than they, and the mm -hmm. way I look at it is if you go pull up a student athlete's roster page on their school's website, you'll see all of their statistics. Well, pretty soon, what we hope to see is all the things that they've done in NIL beyond just what's on the field. And if you talk about athletes with great legacies, think about somebody like Kobe Bryant, who just celebrated the, the anniversary of his death. He is known not just for what he accomplished on the court, but everything that he was able to do off the court. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be surprised if in 10 years, this next generation of inductees mm -hmm. into the hall they're not just going to look at the student athletes that were great on the field. They're going to say, well, which one was doing some amazing things off of it versus mm -hmm. ones that were just concentrated on making as much money from themselves in the process. And I think that's important. And that's something that should be celebrated, right? You have these student athletes mm -hmm. and there are going to be some amazing success stories two, three, four, five years from now, when we look <laughs> back at the summit and this start of this new era of a mm -hmm. student athlete that was able to parlay NIL into launching their career into something really cool. I used NIL to do a deal with a company that then also gave me an internship. And now I'm a vice president at the company. That's what we want to do at this summit. And in fact, when we talk to our partners, we say, this is not just about education, it's about career. We want this to be a giant career fair. And if somebody's interested in working in social media, great, you're going to be there with Meta. If you want to work in the agency world, great, go speak to Wasserman. So that's really a really cool opportunity. And it goes so much further than what the schools can offer them because it's just, you know, schools are worried about a million other things. Mm -hmm. Somebody needed to step in and create an event like this. 
and I admit it, like the NCAA, their kind of hands are tied with NIL right now. They they would love to be more involved, but they just can't. So this is the opportunity for us as a fixture of the college sports world to be able to do something really unique, provide a valuable service, and in the end, help empower student athletes to the level that they should be. Well, and to your point, Jason, you said it's it's just it's in its infancy. And what better opportunity to shape what it looks like going forward than to then to do it now and to get in on the ground floor and to really engage the athletes that are starting to you know, experiment and explore the space. So the timing couldn't be better. And I want to circle back to something you said early on, Jason, about how this is an event that's for everyone across Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, junior colleges. You know, I've done a lot of, of speaking on NIL, and I know you have too, but a lot of mine has been D2, D3, NAIA. And I have a lot of administrators say to me that they don't think NIL is really for their students, that there aren't enough of their student athletes who have NIL opportunities for them to spend a lot of time and energy and resources on, you know, education and on things to support them in their NIL endeavors, which if you know me at all, you know, I probably strongly disagree with. Um, And so I want to have you tell these administrators who I know listen to this podcast, um, why is this summit for everyone and isn't just for division one? What are your thoughts on where NIL is going? You know, our other partner in this event, Influencer, Jim Cavale, talks about the, the, the hundred and the hundred thousand, right? You have the hundred student athletes. We'll take as an example, the Bryce Youngs of the world who win at Heisman. They don't need, you know, NIL training because they're just going to have a lot of inbound interest, right? There's going to be brands coming to them, but then you have the other hundred thousand student athletes that maybe aren't starting for their team, or maybe they play for a sport that's not in the spotlight. And for them to really maximize name, image, and likeness, they need to be trained on it, right? They need to be trained whether or not it's figuring out what their social media talent is. Maybe they're a, a really good dancer and they have a big TikTok following. Maybe they're really funny and they have a, a comedy show. Or maybe they're just interested in a particular field and they can leverage their status as a student athlete and parlay that into an opportunity. Mm-hmm. That goes for Division One, Division Two, or Division Three. And there mm-hmm. are plenty of superstars that have come out in the lower divisions, lower sports even on the division one level that aren't big time athletes, maybe not even starting for their team, but have been able to parlay NIL into doing some really cool things because of the fact that they want to hustle and go out and do that and do that. And so for any non-division one institution, yes, go pick the student athlete that don't, don't pick your starting quarterback necessarily because maybe he has the most social followers, pick the student athletes that have said, no, I want to do something special with NIL and this is important to me and I'm going to leverage it. I wish I had NIL when I was younger. It was not going to be about me being a walk-on athlete and suddenly making millions of dollars for my social feed. It was going to be because I'm going to figure out how I could have got an internship, a job, even a conversation with somebody that I probably should have had no business having a conversation with because now I can do that because I control my own name, image, and likeness where before I couldn't, right? Before I couldn't pick up the phone and do that. 
And it's so much more than just, you know, having a big following and getting paid by a brand to do a social media deal. You know, you mentioned that you could have leveraged it to network with people, which I think is something that's going to happen at this summit. I had uh, Darian Wrencher, a Clemson football player on my other podcast, on my Game Face podcast, and we talked about his his podcast and why he had created his own podcast. And it's because he wants to be a broadcaster. And not only did he want the experience of hosting and editing and putting together a podcast, but he knew he could use his podcast to invite on guests that he wanted to network with. He had Kirk Herbstreet on his podcast because Herbstreet was on campus for something at Clemson and Darian went up to him and said, I've got a podcast. I really want you to come on and be a guest. You know, he might not have that opportunity, you know, two years from now when he's not at Clemson anymore. It might be harder to get to somebody like a Kirk Herbstreet, but he can use the platform and the access he has right now to do that. And you don't have to be, you know, a division one FBS football player to have those kind of opportunities. I do think it's being at events like this where you get to meet people in person and network in person and you know pick their brain sit down with them for a little while follow up with them afterwards maybe you get to have a meeting with them later you know making those connections for the things that you want to do beyond graduation which to me is the biggest opportunity of all in NIL is to set yourself up for success after graduation. It's not about making you know a thousand dollars on an Instagram post tomorrow it's about what can you put into place now that's going to take you beyond graduation. And that's why I'm so excited about this event, because I feel like the student athletes who attend are going to have those networking opportunities that can really pay dividends for the rest of their career, you know, yeah. far beyond college graduation. But it's that also reiterates why it's so important that they do it right, because they do need to set themselves up for success beyond graduation and you could do just as much damage and harm to your brand as, as you can, you know, lifting it up and, and elevating it. So I think the, that's part of our goal and why we're so excited to be a part of it is, is we're really stressing doing it the right way and, and really looking at the impact that you could have. Yeah. yeah and I can't, Kim, you, you bring up a great point, Christy, the same, NIL is transient, right? Student athletes come in, they have four, five years, and they're out. And if you're not that one top 100, you're like everybody else. The minute you graduate and step off campus, your NIL value drops significantly. And so you have a very short window to maximize it. And let's be honest, you're 17, 18 years old when you come into college. Conceptually, you probably don't realize what you need to be doing. So that window is even shorter. And so if somebody doesn't educate you very quickly, that's going to be an issue. And so one of the things at the summit is obviously it's only open to student athletes that still have eligibility left, right? So we're not going to have any seniors. And our hope is that the student athletes that come to the event by next year, when they go into their last year or their last two years of, of college are now going to be equipped with ideas and relationships and knowledge that's going to let them leverage. And hopefully what comes of it is that we see the five, six, 700 athletes that attend this event this time next year are absolutely crushing it. Mm -hmm. And from an entrepreneurial perspective too, right? Maybe they don't have the biggest social following, but they learned something at the summit and now they've started their own podcast. They've done something incredible with the charity. They've gotten an internship because they built a relationship with somebody. That's the type of success stories that we're looking for. 
And Kimberly and I talk about it all the time. You know, this year we have a few hundred. Why not have a few thousand in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Why not expand this to something where we can educate as many student athletes as they want to come to to Atlanta mm -hmm. and to the hall um, and do something really, really amazing and have an impact and amplify their voices and give them an opportunity to really have a say in an industry where they, they never have had a voice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit more about the awards that are going to happen. You mentioned that briefly, Jason, you know, the male and female uh, NIL athlete of the year. And also you talked about, uh, you know, looking at things like philanthropy. How do student athletes get nominated for these awards? And then how are the winners going to be chosen? Great question. So we're going to have uh, we have 14 awards that we've already named. Uh, we might have a few more. We're still kind of talking about it. We will probably announce nominations process in about a month to six weeks from now. Uh, and so there are kind of three categories of awards. There are student athlete focused awards. There's an institutional award and then there are brand focused awards. So really kind of honoring excellence in all aspects of name, image and likeness across all three spheres. Um, we are going to have an awesome selection committee of individuals from the media and brand world as well as college athletics that are going to be part of that process people that really have a good pulse on what excellence really means in media um, and we will also have a uh, a student athlete vote so we're working with influencer to make sure that a percentage of the final vote for the winners is actually from a pretty large group of student athletes we are even considering having one of the awards completely open to a fan vote right like in order to actually because that's what matters right let the student athletes who who really can say what the best uh media campaign was well it's it's the people right if you watch the commercial and you thought that was a great commercial or you were really excited about something that a student athlete was doing let's talk about it right so there's going to be different metrics um and we are going to invite all of the nominees to the event uh, and we're really hoping that it's going to be a really, really cool, you know, gala award ceremony. There's going to be a lot of exciting things. We're going to have a lot of exciting guests. Can't talk about them too much, but we've partnered with a new entity that everybody knows that's going to be sending some of their talent to the event. And it's going to just make it that much better. And um, again, I hope that next year, as we get into the fall, the student athletes that win these awards, when you go to their bio, it's going to say not only were they an all conference player, but they also won an NIL award for, you know, the, the best philanthropic campaign or the best NFT. That should be exciting. And that should be a, a substantial resume piece that yeah. shows their entrepreneurialness, their ability to go above and beyond. We're going to do a scholar athlete award too, talking about an athlete that maybe isn't the greatest uh, contributor to the team. Maybe they don't even start but they're excellent in the classroom. They make an impact to their team. And then they've gone out and done something really special from an NIL perspective as well. That is somebody that deserves an opportunity to be recognized. I can't wait to just see all the nominations because I was just expressing this on Twitter today that as a media member, I only get pitched the biggest deals. So it's the biggest companies, it's the biggest student athletes in terms of name recognition, because 
that's who has PR people representing them. You know, that I'm only getting pitched by either brand PR reps or by agencies. So I'm only getting those, you know, 1% kind of deals, but I want to know about all of them. And so about once a week, I put out a call on my Twitter and I say, look, if you're a student athlete and you're doing something cool, I want to know about it. Just email me yourself. There's no like form it has to take. You don't have to know how to pitch. Just send me an email or a DM and tell me what you're doing. And that is where I've gotten some of the coolest NIL stories. And in fact, I have two I'm working on right now that I haven't published yet. um, That's just stuff flying under the radar because there aren't PR professionals behind the scenes pitching it. But it's really cool stuff these student athletes are doing. It absolutely ties into their long-term career goals. They're setting themselves up for success there. So I'm excited to see all the nominations because I'm sure there's so much that we're just not aware of because it hasn't made it to, you know, those of us in the media or it hasn't made the rounds on, you know, Twitter or whatever other social platforms. So I think we're going to uncover some really cool NIL related stuff that none of us even knew was happening. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I hope that it brings attention to the smaller deals or the things that some student athletes, maybe not even on the division one level have done at a really great job, but name, image, and likeness, it's a blank canvas, right? It's anything that you want it to be. And you know, we have an award that honors the most entrepreneurial student athlete, somebody that went and did something that nobody even thought about, but they leveraged it as an opportunity to do something great. And let's give them the tools, the resources, the relationships to do even greater things next yeah. year and beyond. You know, my my uh, last two episodes, by the time this comes out, my episode from last week and from this week over on my Game Face podcast, which is geared more towards student athletes, both of those podcasts focused on Division three student athletes. I had the hockey guys last week, that's 10 D3 hockey student athletes um, who have an incredible following and they have built a really impressive business. This is not just about, uh, you know, working with brands on their social media. They have a legit business entity and they're getting a lot of hands-on entrepreneurial experience. They're tackling issues like how do you pay the guys who are international student athletes that are part of their 10 and they've hired an attorney who's helped them navigate and figure out how they can do that. Um, and then this week I have Bree Soccer on who is a division three student athlete who actually got graduated in December. So she only had one semester of NIL, but was just killing it because during the pandemic, she built up her following on Instagram and TikTok. Nobody cares what school she goes to or what sport she plays. It's her personality and the content that she creates. And she has benefited greatly from name, image and likeness just in the one semester that she had it. And I loved that we were able to have division three student athletes on one because I was a division three student. Um, I was not an athlete. I was a cheerleader and we didn't get counted as athletes, but uh, I was division three. And so I loved getting to hear these great division three stories. And I just know that out of the summit, we're going to get so many more of those good stories. And I will be there with my camera and my microphone trying to record as much as I can with as many people as I can uh, so that we can share even more of this with everybody that unfortunately won't be able to attend there with us in person. Uh, But hopefully we can share some great content out of the event and shine the spotlight on some student athletes uh, who, you know, we haven't heard about yet that are doing great things with NIL. Absolutely. And we'll have, we're, we're going to have a media partner. We're going to be creating some awesome content for, you know, obviously the student athletes that can't attend in in the community, but there is going to be something about being able to attend the event and actually be there in person to meet yeah. the people, to network, to have the experiences. I mean, you know, as an example, we talked earlier about uh, Meta owning the social networking 
but they're also going to be building instagram is going to be building out a kind of green screen green screen room and student athletes are going to be able to go in there and do instagram reels and so they're going to actually awesome. get on and do experiential hear from these athletes talking about how to do it and then go and actually practice it that is an incredible incredible opportunity that you're not going to get on campus or somewhere else yeah Okay, most important and maybe final question is, do Kimberly and I get to go buy fancy gowns to wear to this gala? Because <laughs> I'm always looking for an excuse to dress up, so. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I'm sure Kimberly already has a couple of fancy gowns in her wardrobe for, ready for it. I was gonna say, yeah, that's the problem with dresses. You always want a new one. Yeah, yeah. you can be photographed in the same dress twice, Jason, come on. <laughs> Chrissy, that, that's why you have to go get somebody to to do a deal for us to give to give dresses to you know some of our presenters and then we're oh, i'm there. on it i know exactly what we can do <laughs> we'll talk after <laughs> that, that's what i tell my team i'm like if we want it go find the brand that wants to get involved because this is the mm -hmm. opportunity right like let's go do it absolutely okay well i'm on it i've got an idea so i'll work on it because <laughs> i want to make sure i get a gown kimberly too i'll get us hooked up and try to hook up everybody else too <laughs> yeah i've actually got an idea as well so maybe we should collaborate perfect <laughs> okay kind of final parting thoughts i'd love to hear from both of you what would success look like this first year if you could uh you know come up with your ideal situation of how this goes and what comes out of it what are you hoping for i'll start with jason I, I think my expectations are obviously as somebody that's been thinking about this for a long time or probably through the roof. Um, but I want to have an event where we have several hundred student athletes, we have administrators, we have professional athletes, and we really connect and create a think tank of ideas and have conversations that maybe nobody thought about just a year or two ago and really educate these student athletes and the institutions in an awesome way, but also help educate brands. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about is there are a lot of big brands, the majority of big brands that have not entered the NIL space. Right. And one of the reasons is because they're afraid of doing an endorsement deal with an 18 or 19 year old. Mm -hmm. But NIL is more than just influencer marketing. It's more than just doing a social media endorsement. And so one of the, third or, or fourth level goals of this event is to help brands, number one, understand NIL, but also give them an opportunity to meet student athletes and engage with them. And then maybe make a decision and say, hey, I met or heard this amazing student athlete speak mm -hmm. at the NIL summit. They were so impressive. And that's somebody that I want representing my brand. And then you see them actually go and, and get married in the way after the event. That would be success to me. So it doesn't mean how many NIA deals are going to come of it. It's going to be what is the knowledge and how is that leveraged for social good, for financial good, and you know what is the long-term impact that we're making for these student athletes that are going to come from this event. Yeah. What about you, Kimberly? For you and for the hall, what does a successful event look like? Uh, well, I think this the success of it is is exactly as Jason just described it, right? That some meaningful things come out of it, whether it is, you know, through, you know, we put a brand and, and an athlete together or we people secured internships or, you know, many other things that I think will indicate success. You know, the hall wants to be recognized as I think, you know, I talked about it as a thought leader and, and a place to train champions. And 
if we get some champions coming out of this that are, that shine, then we've done our job. Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining me to share a little bit more. And I will see you in person in June at the NIL Summit. Look forward to meeting you. Yeah, thank you, Christy. Thank you again to Jason and Kimberly for joining me here on the Business of College Sports podcast. If you want to find out more about the NIL Summit, go to nilsummit.com. I'll put that link down in the show notes as well. I think this is going to be an incredible event. I'm so excited to be part of it. And as I said earlier, I will be covering it for Business of College Sports there on the ground. We're going to have tons of content coming out of that event. So if it's not something that you're able to attend, I am going to try to take you behind the scenes. So stay tuned to Business of College Sports for that. Thank you for joining me here for another week on the Business of College Sports podcast. If you've got an idea for an upcoming episode, a guest, or a topic that you want to hear more about, send me an email, christy at christydosh.com, or drop me a direct message on any major social media platform. I'm at sportsbizmiss on pretty much all of them. I love hearing from you and getting ideas from you for future shows. And, And if you've got time, if you can go rate and review the podcast over on iTunes or where wherever you get your podcast, I would be so appreciative of that as well. I hope you're having a fabulous week and I will be back again next week with another great guest.